0: I mean, at this stage in the game, you know, <clears throat> even for Memphis to get the David Jones edition uh, is like, I mean, that's clutch. <laughs> I mean, they're running out of
1: time. So, what was funny yeah, was I mean, that it, that one broke on the same day that Penny was uh, another thing you were ahead of. Uh, my God, your vindication just uh, brims over. Uh, you were ahead on the curve on the, I think that was in a column for the Daily Memphian about how, um, how the nil was biting them in the ass, and so and that one I will happily take credit for. Yes, please shower me. Yeah, and then on the same day that Penny is in fact saying uh, that nil is biting us on the ass, they had a significant player. What's he gonna right. do? What's he gonna do? By the way, I
0: I uh, and I do plan on on writing this too. My wife's been sick, so it's been a, an absolute. It's been chaos in my house and my life for the last week and a half. But uh I think I think Memphis just added its leading score. Um and I talked to a uh talked to a Big East coach yesterday. You know cuz I'm national now. Yeah, national I have national connections, Did you know not, that?
1: I knew that. I knew that, John. Well, just like I'm not just like some local yokel like you. Yeah, right.
0: Like I'm big time, dude, you know what I mean? Yep. But I talked to a Big East coach yesterday and he said, "Man, that is a big win for Memphis to not only get David Jones but to beat uh Sean Miller for him, and that that uh his, his His numbers should go up at Memphis and that he's a really really talented uh really really talented piece especially as how the way they're going to use him which is a high volume score so this big east coach was really high on him um and i think the 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 other sentiment is that uh his numbers were deflated not deflated but i guess you would say his efficiency numbers were were uh, were masked by how bad his team was uh and that he was sort of forced to maybe take bad shots or uh, a lot of shots, and that's typically what will happen. The more shots you take, the worse your efficiency typically gets. So uh, I, I think uh, overall, it, it, it's it's a great addition for for, for Memphis. Uh, but they still need DeAndre Williams because that front court is just so um, thin. So you get him, and you talk about Jones, Kayla Mills. Uh, I like the Jalen Young kid. You know, you're bringing back some depth there with uh, with Jourdain. Leonard's a projected you know second round NBA draft pick. So. I think it has the look of an NCAA tournament team for sure. I mean, are there existential questions about that? That every year we go into this thing, like believing
1: and yeah, maybe I, the I, ending. I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. that's the kind yeah, of like, problem I'm worried. I'm willing to have. You know, every year we oh, go. Oh yeah, in, no, yeah. I agree. No, I, yeah.
0: As, as I pointed out yesterday, that was not the kind of discussion we were having when Penny got the job. You know, or before Penny got the job. The last two years of Josh, the two years of Tubby. We never had to worry about such things, so you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm just ideally, right? The program takes steps, you know, uh, and and I, I just, I, I, I just, I'm projecting here, but it's like, okay, what about what? What is this life after DeAndre going to look like, right? Like, are is there a is there? He's a never leaving.
1: He's going to be the one that they build around every year, John DeAndre. Well, is,
0: is there is there a, is there a foundation? Okay, that. Allows Penny to not have to go out and get six players in the transfer pool every year because if we acknowledge that NIL no, is no, no, there's not because that's the world. Okay, well then that's that's not great. That's not great. But that's that's a problem that it's like climate change. We'll worry about that later. Right now, we'll just live in the moment, baby. We'll just have fun. You know what I'm saying? In Rant. the
1: sun, put ranch water. Put park. ranch dressing on your on your pizza and take your best shot at Taylor Swift. She's a free agent.
0: That
1: so, sounds like a fun time. So there you go. All right, thank you, John. Appreciate it. All right, but We got uh, Chris Harrington coming up next. Then Sam Hardiman, Chris Harrington, uh, with his uh, with his list of actual players the Grizzlies could end up with, as opposed to. Uh, eh, I suppose they could take a shot at these players. That's what we had yesterday. Today, much more realistic targets in Chris's column in the Daily Memphian. We'll talk to him next. And then Sam Hardiman, also from the Daily Memphian, on what's going on in the city. Before that, I will tell you about Teresa. She was listing her house. And like everybody else, she's like worried. What happens if it doesn't sell? Uh, and she, she calls Joss I saw they go to work for within three days, three days on the market, her house was under contract. Absolutely raves to her friends about Josh Hysaw. She listens to us talking about him on the radio, honestly, and uh, cosigns everything. By the way, she's not the only one who cosigns. Uh, if you go over to, to look at Google reviews, he's got more than 285 star Google reviews. But in addition, if you're like Teresa and you're worried, yeah, my house, is good. what happens if my house doesn't sell? Josh Hysaw has a deal where if your house doesn't say sell within 45 days, he will either step in and buy it or he'll make the mortgage payments until it sells. That's how confident he is that he will be able to uh, sell your house. Go on, check him out at joshhysaw.com or call Josh today at 901 461 8147 and start packing.
2: If you need to stay on your home, there's only one thing to do. Call Josh, H-I-S-A-W. Go to Josh Highsaw. Th- with BetQL, maybe thinking like, about Game Three, of the NBA Finals tonight, and going, I don't know if I want to take a side or I want to take a total. Things have been all over the place. Well, fair enough. How about Bam Adebayo? Over points and rebounds, he's been great in that the first two games, looking like he did it at the beginning of the Eastern Conference Finals. Really, really important for Miami. Jamal Murray pick and rolls with Nikola Jokic. I mean, that alone. Murray's averaging five assists a game in this series to Nikola Jokic. Take the over there. I'm Nick Ashu helping you beat the books.
3: Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind the scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you, with supplies and solutions for every industry and 24 7 customer support. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones, Team of people. Hello, I'm Howard Mackler, founder of Innovation Refunds. You've heard me talking about the payroll tax refund for months. I'm so proud that we've helped over 15,000 businesses claim over $5 billion in cash incentives. If you own a business, even if you've asked your CPA about this, you owe it to yourself to take another look. Every client is assigned a licensed and insured tax attorney who evaluates your company at my expense to accurately determine eligibility. Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google, and your business might be entitled to receive up to $26,000 per employee. Businesses of all types can qualify, including medical, professional, construction, even nonprofits. Please don't miss out on this. Even your doctor would tell you to get an expert second opinion, and we do a lot of work for doctors. Download the Innovation Refunds app now or go to GetRefunds.com to potentially get a payroll tax refund of $26,000 per employee. GetRefunds.com GetRefunds.com DQ presents How to Get the Most from Your Next DQ Treat Run Step 1. Grab the new Oreo Brookie Blizzard Step 2. Dig in That's it! because this triple-decker treat has brownie and cookie brookie pieces, plus Oreo pieces. Oh, that's a mouthful of DQ goodness in every red spoonful. (laughs) Guess it's time for a treat run, because the Oreo brookie blizzard is here for a limited time. Only at DQ. Happy tastes good.
4: Next up, straight talk from Doug. (laughs) Ever notice that saying no offense is offensive? Like, (laughs) no offense, but you're overpaying for your wireless.
5: See? Offensive. That's the Straight Talk talking. Get unlimited plans as low as $35 a month from Straight Talk, on America's most reliable 5G network. Available at Walmart and Walmart.com. On the $35 plan, first 10 gigabytes data at high speed, then 2G speeds. Refer to the latest terms at StraightTalk.com. Based on most first place rankings, root metrics, second half, 2022 assessments of 125 metros. Experiences vary, not an endorsement.
4: Meet Zach. His work-life balance is anything but balanced. But when he gets on the bike, he becomes... Zen Zach. Zenzak exists outside of time. His heartbeat sounds like a mellow drum circle. It's cool, right? The only notification he hears is the sound of the ocean. So if you want to reach him, talk to the ocean. Zenzak is so zen because he has 24-7 expert claim service with GEICO, which is totally chill. GEICO Motorcycle. Expert coverage for both your sides.
6: When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time,
0: whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction.
4: Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis, celebrating a legacy of sports. As the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk, always live on the Odyssey app. And on smart speakers, say Play 929 ESPN. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Bike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. I looked under tables. I tried
2: to find the key. To 50 million fables, they call me the seeker. to give while I'm after till the day I die I asked Bobby Dillon I asked the Beatles I asked Timothy Leary pretty he good help me even i back on the Jeff Talk on the Jeff the season
4: now, it's Chris Harrington live on 92.9, discussing the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Memphis Showboats. Get your tickets now. Starting at just $10, go to USFL.com.
2: Chris
1: Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That is The Seeker by The Who. Probably
6: my least favorite song on their great singles collection. T-D-B-D, Big and Bouncy. But, um... We're going to day two of our small forward search for the Grizzlies.
1: It is up at the Daily Memphian. You can read, you can see it on Twitter as well. I've tweeted it out. I want to start with the other two Nets. Uh, you had them in different categories, um, but let's discuss both of them Dorian Finney Smith and Royce O'Neill.
6: Yeah, so the thing with the Nets is, you know, they made their trades last season in the middle of the year. Uh, so even uh, go back further. They made their trade to get Ben Simmons, and that did not work out, but yet they had Ben Simmons paying $40 million next season. But then they made their other trades. They were sort of forced into blowing it up, or they thought they were with Durant and Irving. And in both of those deals, they were just trying to get whatever value they could. And so it happened to be that they got three forwards coming back in that in that trade, and Mikel Bridges and Cameron Johnson in the Durant trade and then Dorian Finney-Smith in the Mavericks trade. And so this talent accumulation has left them with a really imbalanced roster. And so going into next season, if you assume $20 million for Cameron Johnson, who's a restricted free agent, that's probably what it'll cost at least to sign him, they're going to be basically at the salary cap just paying six different forwards on the roster. And so it seems to me like they have to, they have to start clearing some of that out. So if they're going to keep Mikael Bridges and Cameron Johnson, players the Grizzlies would rather have, but if the we're going to keep those two, I think they're going to trade Dory and Finney-Smith. They need to move off of Dory, Finney-Smith, and or Royce O'Neal. And I think both of those guys are sort of classic 3-and-D combo forwards. Good defenders, good three-point shooters, don't take a lot of shots. You know, guys you don't get excited about, but guys who can really fit pretty much anywhere, and can especially fit on a team that is trying to win now and does not have a starting small forward, which is defines the Grizzlies at the moment.
1: Okay, so why do you have them in different categories? Dorian Finney Smith is three reasonably good alternatives, maybe, or three well, he was at the top of the list. He's at- I, I like I like I like Smith more. Um, Smith is a little bit younger, Smith is a little
6: bit better, and Smith is already under contract for two more years after this one. So I was there are ask, things I'd be willing to on how much of it trade- is the contract. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 age, contract, and quality. And so he, to me, he he he's a little bit better on all three fronts. And so there are things I'd be willing to trade to get Dorian Finney-Smith that I would not be willing to trade to get Royce O'Neill.
1: You would take Royce O'Neill off of their hands into a trade exception slot or something, with it. You wouldn't give up a first for Royce O'Neill. I wouldn't. No, I definitely wouldn't give up a first. But I'm not sure I'd give up anybody on my roster. Right. It's
6: the problem. And so like the Grizzlies have this thing where, like, they, they like all their players. And so, like, and so, you know, are you willing to trade somebody you like for a guy who's on a one-year deal who's already 32 or whatever? And so, like, am I trading Tyus Jones to get Royce O'Neal? No. I mean, maybe if, I get, maybe, maybe if they give me a first-round pick. Right. But, but, like, otherwise I'm not doing that. And then from a salary standpoint, it's not just that, you know, it wouldn't just be, like, you have to trade Zaire Williams. You'd have to trade Zaire Williams and Jake Laravia to match the salary. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that either. And so I like Royce O'Neill. I would I would I would gladly take him if he, if he were given to me, but the mechanisms for acquiring him are a little
1: bit more limited based on what I'd be willing to do. This whole thing is really tricky, because yep. the the only players that they might not like, or that some certain there are players that Grizzlies fans don't like. Zaire Williams right. is one of them, right? I mean, at this point, right. he is. But we I don't, don't know. We don't know that they don't like him, but we know that yeah. fans don't like him. But the, then the player that. Fans don't – fans writ large, who knows what that means. But fans writ large like Tyus Jones. Uh, But he's the obvious one to change trade, and he is one who you actually proposed in the Dorian Finney-Smith if he were to be the one who was acquired.
6: Yeah, I think with the Smith – the Smith thing is interesting because there are multiple paths to get there. His salary – so one of the changes in the new collective bargaining agreement – is they loosened up the the salary trade rules up to a certain level, um, and he is right under that level, and so you could actually trade Zaire Williams and I think John Conchar, basically Zaire Williams and almost I think any of the other small contracts, and take back Dorian Finney-Smith even though it's only half the salary, and so you know does Brooklyn prefer that right if they're trying to shave some salary in, in addition. Would the Grizzlies be willing to do that? I don't. It depends on how much you like Dorian Finney Smith. If you, I mean, how much you like Zaire Williams. If you think Zaire Williams is still going to be good, you don't want to look up and you've traded him for you know Dorian Finney Smith, who sort of is what he is. I, I think the Tyus Jones thing to me, if everything across two columns, a Tyus Jones Dorian Finney Smith trade just makes it so easy, and it makes so much sense for both teams. I just think it's the kind of thing where like the Grizzlies probably overrate Tyus Jones, and maybe the the Nets overrate Dorian Finney Smith, and it's hard to like do trades that from the outside make sense because internally people have sort of, you know, maybe they overweigh their own guys. But if I'm just like an independent basketball arbiter looking down from 30,000 feet, I would just press the button and make that trade and have everyone
1: go about their business. Um, What is the, uh, what are the, one of the interesting things here is is that we think about the Grizzlies searching for these three and D players. Right. Are there a lot of other teams that they're going to be in competition with who desperately need a three and? I mean, every team needs three and D players because that's the they're, commodity. But they're, the most, they're the most versatile,
6: useful right. players to have. Like you can have, you can play like three of those guys. You're three right. three, six, one point guards, right? Exactly. So there's that. Um, but the Grizzlies, as a playoff team that has a hole at like their starting small forward, uh, you know, I I, I think they're higher on the list of like being interested in that kind of player. Yeah. And, and the range of who did, I think it would make sense for them to take back is pretty wide.
1: Um, okay. Who else on this list, and you didn't carve it up this way, but I'm curious. Uh, well, let me first do this. If you did that with Tyus Jones, if the, if the arbiter pushed the button and you went about your business, what would the Grizzlies then do about point, at point guard if Ja Morant gets 17 games?
6: Well, I think it's easier to find – you still have your mid-level exception. If you do that trade, you're trading for Dory Fearship. Your you're not signing him. So you right. haven't used any of your free agency stuff. I think it's going to be easier to find a backup point guard in free agency than a starting small forward in free agency. So it makes sense to me to trade for the small forward and then use free agency to fill in whatever hole is created by that trade. Um, and so and I, that, that's something I'll probably write at some point, like you know, maybe week the week of stuff happening. Like if okay. Ty Jones gets traded, where would you go? Like, but there, there are plenty of like backup point guards out there. Maybe none of them are as good as Tyus Jones, but like, that's fine. Um, my thing with Tyus Jones is that he has been very useful to the Grizzlies as a fill-in starter in the regular season. Um, he has not been particularly meaningful for the Grizzlies in playoff basketball, and in fact, it's not been particularly meaningful for the Grizzlies in playoff basketball, even when John Moran has missed games. And B, he's on. this is the last year of his contract. I think the odds are pretty high he'll move on next summer – to finally take his chance in a bigger role somewhere. And so I think it makes sense, A, if you could trade a backup for a starter, it makes sense. B, if you can trade a player who you may lose at the end of the season for a player who you may have beyond the end of the season, that makes sense. And if you could trade a player who has minimal utility for you in playoff basketball for, for a player that has greater utility for you in playoff basketball, that's three boxes that it checks. If you're actually to trade Tyus Jones, and I'm just not that concerned about, you know, Fifteen or twenty or twenty-five or thirty or whatever his games about without, without John Morant because I got to think beyond October, November, of next season.
1: Um, do you know off the top of your head which of these players are available? Would be mid-level candidate. You, you just get them with for the mid-level on this on this latest list, which is you know thirty deep. Um, well, I think Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is the obvious guy. Uh, uh, let's go next. Well, We'll go next to Bruce yeah. Brown. He was your number two. Obviously, yep. he's been big in the sixth-man role for Denver, big only figuratively because yep. he's small. What about Bruce right. Brown?
6: So I think he is a very he's, – he's a strong candidate to change teams this summer. He's been a great fit in Denver, but they signed him to a one-year contract. And so because they signed him to a one-year contract, they don't have what's called bird rights where you, you, know, you can you know, exceed to go over. So they're limited in what they can offer him next season. They're limited basically by the extension rules. Um, and they don't. And because their cap is so high, their, their, their salary so high, they can't just make him they – they don't have the mid-level exception either. So the most they can pay Bruce Brown in any scenario next season is like $8 million. Um, the Grizzlies can offer him 12.2 in the mid-level. So can lots of other teams. I think unless he just loves it so much in Denver, he's willing to sign another one-year deal and wait and get paid later, I think he's going to go somewhere else this summer. And, you know, maybe he gets more than the mid-level somewhere. But I think it's pretty likely he just gets a mid-level exception. And I think the Grizzlies, you know, if the Grizzlies are offering that, I think that would be a pretty good destination for him. He is not an ideal starting small forward. He is six I'm not even sure he's a small forward. I don't know what position he is. He's just a basketball player. But I think he could play that role short-term and if, you know, Zaire Williams or Jake LaRavia or somebody else pops that he can move into that super sub role just like he has for Denver, I think he's a good fit in all kinds of ways. I, I, one of the things I like about him is that he can scale down to guard guards. He, if you look at his defensive matchups over the last couple of seasons, like Dylan Brooks, I don't, think he, I don't think he's as good as Dylan Brooks on ball. But like Dylan Brooks, he can guard, you know, your Steph Currys or your he can guard the smaller guards. And I think that utility is important for the Grizzlies. And I like the fact that he could, you, you know, if he if someone else pops, you could just move him into into a sub role. So I just think he's a really good basketball player, and I would I would be willing to give him a full mid level, really for three four years or whatever it took.
1: The next if, name if on your list. The next name on your list. Also mid level, Grant Williams. Maybe I think that's what and he. The difference there is he's restricted, and so Boston can match that.
6: Um, and so I, I think it's likely Boston would match a mid-level offer. It would probably need to be higher to get them to not match. But you have to consider that, are they going to give Jalen Brown a supermax? And they know they're going to be giving Jason Tatum a supermax. And at that point, the numbers are going to get so big, do you really want to be paying Grant Williams $15 million if he's coming off your bench and like your head coach wasn't sure if he wanted to play him in the playoffs? And So I, I, don't, I don't think he's as, He's not as likely to move to me, even though he's a free agent, as Dory, Finney, Smith, or Bruce Brown. But that you know, he needed to be on the list somewhere, and I sort of stuck him in that category.
1: He also is more of a power he's forward more of than a, four. a
6: Yeah, he's like he's like an undersized four. He's more of a Team P.J. Tucker type. But if you look at his defensive matchups, you'll see that the, that one of the things I look at on all these players on NBA.com it does their tracking stats will tell you the most frequent guys people guarded around the league, which I think was an interesting thing to look at to think about how these players could be used. And with him, the top guys are mostly bigs. but if you start working your way down, like John Morant, I think, was in like the top 10 or 15 guys he guarded this year. And so you'll see more guys like that. Sort of infamously, he guarded Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, and that didn't go well, but like Jimmy Butler got hot. But he's a guy you can trust to guard down a little bit. And so I don't. Again, I don't think he'd be an ideal fit. But he's young. He can shoot with three. He's got defensive versatility. I mean, I, that's a guy I'd be looking at.
1: Okay. So then you have uh, a separate category. Those are the first three names. Then you have a separate category: six talent overfit alternatives. And there we have Boyan Bogdanovich, Demar Derozan, Rui Hachimura, Max Strus, Alec Burks. I think. Yeah. Is he in that group too? Let's just see. Uh, DeMar uh, DeRozan, Rui Hachimura, Max Struess, Alec Burks, and Cam Reddish. Right. Let's go with that group. Uh, the the Bogdanovich would certainly be a different approach. Yeah, I, I sort of I this has never been reported, and
6: I don't know it to be fact either. So don't don't misconstrue. But my hunch is that the Grizzlies have made calls in the past about both both Boyan Bogdanovich and DeMar DeRozan. It wouldn't surprise me if they had conversations last year around the deadline around about both of those players. Um, I, I think Bogdanovich would be a really interesting guy to add to this team. It would be a 180, 180 degree difference from Dylan Brooks. Right, you'd go from a great defender who can't shoot to a terrible defender, or at least a not a good defender who's a great shooter. And so, like you know, it would present some problems, but man, it would give you some some stuff too. I mean, if you you, I imagine a, a playoff lineup of. John Morant, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, um, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jaron Jackson Jr. And like defensively, Jared has to guard like all five players. But on offense, with those three shooters around Ja and Jaron would be sort of spectacular. So I can see some intrigue in trying to like go that route, right? And with the idea that you still have you know, you would still have some, you know, your David Roddies or whoever to like to sprinkle in, so you're not necessarily playing all these guys at once all the time. I think that'd be interesting. The other problem with him though is he's already thirty four. Um, he's got. It's not one year left. It's two years left. So that make, makes me like it a little bit better. I do think there's a decent chance Detroit might finally move him. A lot of people wanted Detroit to move him at the at, at, at the trade deadline, and they they were sort of trying to compete. I feel like with the six year deal they're giving to Monty Williams, they're gonna be more real realistic about their timeline now. So I think he might he might get traded.
1: Um, DeRozan. Yeah, I you know the
6: DeRozan thing is interesting. Because of just the level of talent he has, and with how much he's not only held up, but in some ways gotten better as he's gotten older, the issues there are a lot of issues. There, one is Chicago even looking to trade him, right? Second, the contract is just high enough that it's a problem. If you pair Tyus Jones and Zaire Williams under NBA trade roles, you can you can trade for something up to twenty three point five million. Rose was up at twenty eight, and so now you're having to add more stuff to get him there's a fit issue because he's he's a ball dominator who doesn't really shoot threes like Ja and then there's the you only have him for one year and like to me that's where the Ja thing does come in like does Ja's um, suspension make it more likely you're going to focus on a year two year three of this what I'm thinking of a three year window and not go as all in for a one year deal to me the Ja thing might make you less likely to go in for a one year deal on somebody which would apply to DeBar Rosa more than anyone else
1: What's the deal with Rui Hachimura, who we now, of course, remember fondly from the series? Yeah, insulators. I think he's. Gonna, I think he's a little. He's probably gotten a little overrated around the league because he shot. Probably maybe
6: for Grizzlies people because they saw it up front. He shot really well in the playoffs. I trust his four or five years of NBA basketball more than like three or four weeks of the playoffs. Um, but he's a restricted free agent. It seems like the Lakers are likely to bring him back. I don't think he's someone you, you'll get for the mid-level. I, I think it would, it would take more, and it's not worth more. also don't think he's a great fit. He, he's more of a four than a three. He's not a great defender. But from a talent standpoint, if you just told me, like, you can't do all this other stuff above him, but you can get him
1: for the mid-level,
6: at some point when you're acquiring talent, like, you'll take an imperfect fit for the talent. I just don't think it's going to come to that with him.
1: Uh, I recall you talking about Alec Burke. At the trade deadline, what's the appeal of Alec Burks? And yeah, I like I like Alec Burks. I, mean, I, I I I liked him a little bit more than Luke Kennard as a trade option last year. I
6: I was probably wrong about that, but I'd say only probably wrong about that. I mean, Alec Burks does more with the ball. He's a better defender, and while he's not a Luke Kennard level shooter, he did shoot forty percent from three last year. Um, I just think he's a good like versatile wing kind of player. He's more of a six man than a starting small forward, but you know, at some level if you're adding talent, I think he's he's a good talent. The issues there are he's got a he's got a team option, which I assume Detroit will take, so it would be a trade. Um and and he's thirty two and he's, he's got the one year left on the deal. So it'd be more of a short term thing. And I, I think I, I suspect the Grizzlies if they're trying to acquire someone from the outside or looking for someone they would have for more than one year wrapped up. But he's another guy sort of like Royce O'Neill where like if you gave them to me, I'd be I'd be very happy to take them. There's just limitations of how you would get
1: them. All right, and then we went. Uh, by by the way, read the column because there's a whole lot of other names here. Any any that you particularly intrigue you from the rest of the list? Uh, we mentioned Royce O'Neal. Kelly Oubre doesn't seem like a Grizzly to you. No, not really. Um, I would say if the Grizzlies found themselves
6: if, if if they if they're not able to acquire anyone better, and they somehow found themselves with an open roster spot, which that's the issue at the moment, because they have 14 guys in their contract and they have a first round pick. So if you if they can't do anything else and they find themselves with a roster spot somehow, like on a one on a one two year deal, like I'd, I'd roll the dice on a Tory Craig or a TJ Warren. Those are like veteran small forward types who I would characterize more as insurance policy. Like, this is a guy you can play if the, if the young players aren't quite ready for it yet. Right. Um, I think Torrey Craig's a real solid, like, 3-and-D guy. T.J. Warren has a little bit of upside. There's risk there because of his injury stuff. But he's two years – he basically missed two full years with an injury. Before the injury, he was an 18, 20-point-a-game guy. He's missed two full years, but he came back and played last year. He had lots of double-digit scoring games last season. I wonder if, now that he's gotten back, he gets another off-season arrest from the injury, is there a chance he bounces back and he becomes something like the player he was before that injury? He's only 30 years old. That's a guy I would be interested in speculating on a little bit.
1: Okay, yesterday, after we went through that list of names, I said, what's the chances that one of these players will be a Grizzly? And I don't know, we, we lumped them all together and you said less than 10%. Maybe less than 5% you said, whatever. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Yeah, less than 5%. There are a lot of names on this list. I think the chances are pretty good. One of these names is going to be a Grizzly. Uh, I wouldn't put it over fifty percent. No, I think it would be dramatically
6: higher than, than you know. You maybe still 30% don't. You don't still don't think it's you
1: know? over fifty percent that one of these names. I mean, well, are we combining both lists together? No, no. The, this this today's list that one of these right. names is going to be a, is, is going to be a Grizzly.
6: Uh, I, I'd put it. I, I, I'd, I'd be inching close to fifty, but I wouldn't quite get to fifty. Like it, 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 it is so much easier to not do something than to do something. Right. And in all of these scenarios, it's not just your decision to make. It's other teams. It's
1: agents. It's players. And so, is we'll there? See. By I mean, the way, is there? By the way, I mean, I, I don't know if Luke Kennard, where he was on your list of the trade deadline, there's presumably he wasn't. The, he, he, was, yeah. he was just off it. So there are My other players. There are mention. other players on the lists. I, I guess there's a chance that a player not on either of these two lists. Could- yeah, there, no, there's like a dozen guys. I just ended up not not putting on it for one reason or
6: as many names as I mentioned. It is not exhaustive, right? I decided, yeah, I'm not going to bother putting Lonnie Walker on the list. I'm not going to bother putting Taylon Horton Tucker. I don't think there's any way they're going to get up to the salary number to trade for Tobias Harris. I'm not even going to bother with that. Like right. there, are at least, there are literally a dozen other players I could have written about on these columns I decided not to, right? I probably should have decided not to on, on a lot more, but right. you have <laughs> to draw a line somewhere.
1: Uh, it's fascinating reading. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. You can read that piece over at the Daily Memphian. You can also... Make sure you get to uh, Bounty on Broad, not just for Wine Down Wednesday. That's tonight, half price bottles of wine, half price glasses of wine. But brunch there, and I don't say this enough, is absolutely spectacular. Brunch is a great meal generally because you're relaxed, you've got the weekend, you got rest of Sunday ahead of you. Uh, and over at Bounty on Broad, it's a beautiful restaurant, you got uh, a menu that includes pork belly Benedict, fried oyster omelet uh atlantic salmon oscar wild mushroom spanish omelet uh you got the bounty bloody mary you've got the bounty breakfast shot um it's just one delicious deli- Gouda grits one delicious delicious thing after another and by the way i don't say this a lot everything about bounty bounty is gluten free um, it's cause it's not like some health gluten-free restaurant. They simply use cornmeal instead of wheat. Um, and that's honestly why the fried oysters that I talk about are so good. They start with great fried oysters, but then they use cornmeal. And so, I don't know, there's just makes them fantastic. I don't know what, I don't know the magic about it. I don't know why. Um, but if you have someone in your family or circle, who's like, Oh, I don't do gluten or whatever else. Well, it's, you take, go to some places you say, oh yeah, we have these three options. Literally anything you order off the menu at Bounty, you don't have to, you know, it's, it, and it's no sacrifice for the other people because the stuff is spectacular. Um, It's just cornmeal instead of wheat. Makes all the sense in the world. Uh, It's absolutely delicious. So uh, find time sometime soon maybe this Sunday, maybe tonight for Wind on Wednesday, maybe this Sunday, to get to Bounty On Broad. 410-8131 is the phone number, 410 Broad Avenue. When we come back, Sam Hardiman from the Daily Memphian joins us. I have a couple things I want to talk to him, including the chances of a tax increase by the city of Memphis. Also, the mayor recently uh, tweeted out something about... Um, about what he calls the revolving door to the criminal justice system. And, uh, and he had some stats about how many offenders in 2022 and 2023 uh, had offended in the past. That's the question. So how many repeat offenders? How many of it's the same folks, right? And, um, and he had some stats about it. And I just had some questions. Sam did too. And now I'll, I'll ask the question Sam about the significance of these numbers. Uh, we'll talk to Sam about that and more. It's Jeff Gawkins, ninety-two 92.9 FM Man.
7: Call from mom.
4: Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between
4: you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
3: You have 47 new voicemails.
4: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. It's the first day of the first grade,
0: and she found a new best friend. It's a laid-back Sunday
2: afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of Bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days are being made right now Your taste buds will be best buds with Dr. Pepper Float ice cream from Bluebell. The rich taste of creamy vanilla ice cream swirled together with the one-of-a-kind flavor of delicious Dr. Pepper. Treat yourself to a pint or half-gallon today. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days
1: are being made right
7: now. All Area Walmart Supercenters and All Area Walmart Neighborhood Markets. This summer, escape the ordinary with a trip to Sissy's Log Cabin. Here, you can heat up your style with everything from the must-haves of the moment to classic jewelry staples you'll treasure for a lifetime. Stop by any of our stores or visit sissyslogcabin.com to shop exclusive designer jewelry, diamonds, and more, all while experiencing a destination unlike any other. Make summer last forever. Only at Sissy's Log Cabin, because life's too short for ordinary jewelry.
2: Found the roof leak. Where? See those shingles?
7: What do we do now? I pity the fool. You need the A-Team. What? A-Team Roofing in Collierville, one of only two diamond contractors in the Mid-South. They're a licensed general contractor, but also a licensed insurance adjuster. When it comes to insurance approval, the decision really is in the details. Well, yeah. Get your roof done right. Call the A Team, 901 605
4: Roof. I pity the fool that doesn't check out our online reviews. You okay? I'm A OK.
5: A TeamRoofers.com. Need help finding the perfect engagement ring? Hi, I'm Jay Gaddis from James Gaddis Jewelers. Memphians have trusted my family to help them celebrate life's most important events for over 60 years. We continue that tradition with our knowledgeable staff and the largest array of diamonds and mountings to fit any budget and every style. From custom designs to our carefully hand selected collections we have the most beautiful jewelry that's sure to win their heart located at 4900 poplar avenue near the corner of menin hall in east memphis james gaddis jewelers your memphis family jeweler easy go golf
1: carts are the perfect fit for families on the go whether on the golf course or in the neighborhood easy go golf carts will keep you riding in style with easy go you're good to go Go to Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor in Madison, Mississippi, Biloxi, Mississippi, or Memphis, Tennessee. We have the perfect new or pre-owned vehicles that are good to go.
5: Dr. Rick here. If you find yourself getting particular about where you get the weather, you may be turning into your parents. Looks like it might rain.
0: Let's see what Corey from Channel 2 has to say. He's something else. I like him better than
4: Harris from Channel 5. You could just look
5: up the weather on your phone.
4: I like Corey from Channel 2. Progressive can't help you from becoming your parents, but we can help you compare rates on home insurance with Home Code Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from
5: Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply available at babbel.com slash TNC.
4: I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babel.
0: Babel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto! You're starting
4: to speak another language, like
5: magic. I love that Babel's lessons aren't just robots talking, they're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right.
4: It's incredible!
6: After using Babel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French.
5: There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a
4: language, there's no faster, easier, better way than... Babbel. Babbel.
5: Babbel.
2: Babbel. Evidemment. Text RADIO to 64000 to try Babbel for free. That's RADIO to 64000 to try Babel free. R-A-D-I-O to 64000.
7: Tennessee has never been a stranger to progress. And with all the changes going on, people want an affordable way to protect their families, which is why so many Tennesseans trust us. At Farm Bureau Health Plans, helping people find peace of mind has never gone out of style. Just click FBHP.com, call us, or visit one of our many offices. Farm Bureau Health Plans, protecting Tennesseans since 1947.
4: Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on
1: 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, back on the Jeff Calkins Show, joined now by Sam Hardiman from the Daily Memphian. He's been gracious enough to join us every week for the last three weeks. We appreciate it. Get a sense of what's going on in the city, Sam. I wanted to start. You tweeted a uh, uh, something from the letter that the mayor had sent out, where he was talking about uh, the folks who uh, committed crimes or were arrested, and how many had quote had were, were reoffenders in 2022. Total of 17,529 distinct arrests during the year of 2000. 22 of those 17,520, 529, 885 had offended in the past. So nearly 51% of arrestees in 2022. If you look at early 2023, 6,809 arrests, um, 3,645 had offended in the past. And so it's nearly 54% of the arrests so far in 2023. First of all, what is offended in the past mean?
7: Yeah, so that's a great question, Jeff. And, and first, I think people when they, they see offended, they, they believe convicted of the crime. What the mayor's communication staff has made clear that the city administration meant in that case is uh, they're talking about people who have been arrested and thus then were arrested again. And so we don't know if the first time they were arrested, they were actually convicted of a crime and we don't know the second time they're arrested if they're actually convicted or pleading to a crime, etc. And so we're, we're not talking about people who have, you know, gone to jail and been released. We may be in some cases talking about that here. But there's a whole bucket of people that we're, we're, we're talking about. What, that's what the city is talking about there.
1: I guess my larger question here is, and maybe I should have the mayor on to answer this one, is what is the point of this? In, in, other, in other words... Like, is the, is the argument he... I, the, I could read this, not knowing what offended means, and I could say, well, what he's saying is is our prison system doesn't work. That must be what he's saying. Because very clearly you get arrested, and the, we, we don't have good intervention, rehabilitation. That's, that's what's not working. I don't... Like, what is... And what is... How does... With all the... Like, if he's trying to put pressure on the judicial system, to not release arrestees either out on bail or generally have stiffer sentencing, is that the point? Or is it the point, and I, I mean I'd be a cynic here, to simply distract from his own responsibility as mayor? Like, what is the point of this?
7: Well, you should have the mayor on. Uh, I would i welcome you guys to uh, have a conversation. It would be interesting listening. Um, but if people want to hear uh, the mayor's worldview when it comes to criminal justice, uh, I also shared a tweet last week, which was a link to a podcast interview. The mayor was kind enough to give me about 30, 40 minutes of his time, two months ago. And we discussed a lot of things. We discussed Kyrie Nichols, we discussed uh, criminal justice and we, we discussed his worldview on criminal justice. And to your point about the prison system, Jeff, I asked him on that podcast, I asked mayor, you know, you have advocated and you have received because there are now tougher sentencing laws statewide. And the mayor was a big supporter of those. There's, you know, what was known as truth in sentencing passed and was, you know, is now on the books and took effect on July uh, 1st of 2022. And he has done that, but he answered the question about that and said, well, it's really the state's responsibility. And, and that's, you know, that is the question to, you know, put to the mayor is, He said, essentially, look, that's the state's responsibility. You know, it's Memphis Police Department's job to arrest, and then the state's prison system is what is the state's problem. And so I think that you should read, and, and, you know, I think everyone should read what the mayor is saying. I think the mayor's frustrated. I think he's been mayor for seven and a half years. He's coming up on eight. And his sort of, he spent hundreds of millions of dollars in terms of police salaries and police bonuses on, on crime reduction. And the city of Memphis is, if not more violent, as violent as it when he took office. And so I think you're seeing a lot of frustration from the mayor. And I think, as I said on the program last week, when, when you're, you know, hopscotching mountains or whatever, uh-huh. um, he, he does have the pulse of the public in this regard. I was, yeah, and his frustration I giving, is shared.
1: He, he, he is reflecting the frustration of the people he represents, I think, right? Absolutely. A lot of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, okay, if you were to be specific about it and again, now I feel unfair. I really am going to ask the mayor to come on. But who would he be frustrated? Like, what's the source of the frustration beyond the broader numbers that you just like? Who would he who would he direct his ire at if he could direct it directly at?
7: Well, well, he has directed his ire, I think, directly at um, judicial commissioners um, who set bail. Um, he's expressed frustration with uh, the new district attorney, uh, Steve Mulroy. He's expressed frustration there. He, before Truth and Sentencing passed in middle of 2022, he expressed frustration at state sentencing laws. So the mayor has had, and uh, he has also, uh, you know, Josh Bickler, who has come on your program. The mayor has, uh, if not by name, and all but name, um, you know, called out Josh Bickler and expressed frustration there. So I think the mayor has expressed a lot of frustration directly at people. Uh, All
1: right. Um, The other story that you wrote recently that I was really interested in was about possible tax increases in the city of Memphis. And one of the things, I was really struck by the quote from Chase Carlisle. And he said, um, I have... uh, uh, heard from too many people that have the means about whether they should leave. And so one of the interesting things is that people often want to keep taxes down because they don't want to drive people away, right? That's sort of, uh, we can't raise taxes. We'll drive businesses and drive people away. Chase Carlisle, who's a proponent, I gather, of a tax increase, it's partly because he says, as he said, I have heard from too many people that have the means about whether they should leave. What's the what's the essence of the argument?
7: Well, to your point, the, the Mayor Strickland is one who has made the argument that taxes are too high and that property tax rates in Shelby County, Tennessee, fail in comparison to those that people face in Davidson County and other counties. And that that's been the argument throughout Mayor Strickland's term, essentially, about why not to raise property taxes in a city where you have a lot of needs and quite frankly, not a ton of resources in terms of revenue. And the real main source of revenue for the city is property tax revenue. And so the argument that, that Chase Carlisle is making, and he's making it you know, really about means, and, but he's also making, I think, and we have to look at the subtext of it, of you know, certain choice neighbors in the city, the largely white, largely wealthy public order, there's a tremendous amount of fear, not just in that part of the city, but throughout the city of crime and a lot of frustration. I think the notable events of the past year where you have the death of Eliza Fletcher, you have Z, the alleged shooting spree of Ezekiel Kelly right there afterward. Right. And then we have Tyree Nichols. There's just been a lot of negativity about Memphis in the national spotlight. There's been the rash of car break ins that we see, which has affected everybody including you, yours truly. And you, you, I think that argument is coming from there's a weariness. And I think there's actual political consensus on the Memphis city council for a small property tax increase to sort of fund, the city is always going to be, this is not an argument about taking money from policing and taking it anywhere else. That is not the argument that is happening at Memphis City Hall. The police part of the budget and the police raises and the expansion of the pension that the mayor's proposing, those are all pretty much baked into the case. What we're talking about here is a tax increase of you know maybe it's 10 cents, maybe it gets up to 20, the 29 cents that I read about in the article, is probably too big of a lift on you know your assessed value per $100 of assessed value And essentially what that's going to do is the hope is you're maybe going to expand, you're going to give Madison money. You're going to expand some of the affordable housing programs that you have in the city for down payment assistance. And those things, which are long term bets, these are bets that when you invest these things today, you're not going to see crime go down. You're not going to see poverty go down right away, but there is a belief that if you do those things and you do them for long enough, The long arc of events, you know, we may be sitting here eight, nine years from now, maybe Memphis is a safer and wealthier place because of these civic investments. And and that's really the argument of there is a desire, and it's reflected in the polling data we've talked about on this program before. There is a desire among Memphians, maybe it's a majority, maybe it's a a significant, you know, plurality of them, to those that have some means to spend some more money to get better city services. And I think that's what we're really talking about here, Jeff, is a desire for more and better
1: uh the the specific wish list is at least in you said includes so is this this is a, it doesn't seem to be uh, uh comprehensive uh nine million for mata ten million for affordable housing trust fund five million for home repairs and then funds for the creation of a youth opportunity fund might there be more on the list or those are the the it's
7: it's a significant it's a significant list
1: and you know it's
7: one of those things that's in my backpack and you know it's a scary place my backpack a lot of public (laughs) documents in there and you know what i was really trying to get to is the big nitty-gritty items these are things that are actually moving the needle because there are you know wish lists for specific council keepers for like you know for example bellevue tennis center for example Councilman J.B. Smiley and Councilwoman Cheyenne Johnson are among the proponents of rehabbing Bellevue Tennis Center, which is, you know, selfishly that would be cool. I play there a lot, but it's at the corner of Oregon and Bellevue. And so there's stuff like that. But the real, what I was focusing on on the story were the real big ticket items, and those are the big buckets of money. All of the other stuff that we're talking about and that are on that wish list are sort of things that are amorphous and could really, you know, when the nitty-gritty comes, they're not really going to be permanent pieces of it. And so what I was really trying to, for the readers is, and you should check this out on dailymemphian.com, is, is just see, these are where the big buckets are money, and these are actually the initiatives that are aimed at you know, lessening poverty and improving economic development. The other stuff is is important, but they're smaller one-off projects that don't fit sort of a broader theme.
1: I think, by the way, that one reason that quote stuck out to me, the Chase, uh, Chase Carlisle quote was, I've heard the same thing from a lot of people of means. I, I heard it yesterday from one of our colleagues at the Daily Memphian, who's not necessarily of means, just like, uh, ah, do I really want, like, it does feel like, and it's interesting, I literally just at the start of the pro- program, I I opened with, uh, it reminded people that, that two Cleveland Browns were held up at gunpoint and their car was stolen downtown Cleveland, because like, this is not a exclusively Memphis phenomenon that that cities are dealing with it just memphis was already one of the poorest and most crime ridden cities and so it's exacerbated when all of this happens but it does i don't know how like you do what you do it, do you do you get a sense of hopelessness from the people who are working on these problems um i don't think hopelessness um but i what i do see
7: in my job and in watching elected officials watching civic leaders is I think there's, there's definitely a a frustration and, you know, that's not very scintillating observation, Sam, but I think it's a trying to put my finger on the right words here, Jeff. And so a lot of people get to listen to me think out loud, but there's really, a desire for change and a political will. Like this is an election year, right? Right. And if we fast, you know, if we rewind to 2019, there was a period of time where Memphis light gas and water was begging the Memphis city council to increase water, gas and electricity rates because they're like, we need to fund our infrastructure. So it does not fall apart. Okay. And those rate increases were essentially kicked all the way past the election. And here we are in this, Time right ahead of an election, the city council is like, "No, we're going to raise taxes. We're thinking about it because we need to. We need to change the city." And I think that just reflects the urgency, these, a little
1: urgency. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is,
7: is the urgency of this?
1: Your your backpack may be a scary place, but the brain is even. That's a that's a terrifying stroll. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, we really appreciate it on Twitter at Sam Hardiman. Follow him there. Read his stuff at the Daily Memphian. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it see you next week uh while the uh while we've been chatting the news has dropped god there is some justice in the world josh allen despite his atrocious year that everyone keeps talking about last year mythical mythically atrocious year he's your madden cover boy how about that and, and people have already thrown the curse at me didn't Mahomes break the curse
3: Yes, so Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl in 2020 when he was on the cover. Also, Tom Brady was on the cover in of Madden 18, and he won the MVP that year.
1: Yeah, so get out of here with your curse. There's a, the Bills curse will be <laughs> strong enough to, to, to counter yeah, all. Yeah, but when you multiply negatives, Jeff. That's exactly it's right. You get a positive.
3: Uh, what's coming up next on 92.9? Here's what's coming up next. Jeff, here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Martin Giannotto joins them at 1125. Norton Heard at 125. David Cobb joins us today on Giannotto and Jeffrey. Jeff joins Gabe at 5 o'clock. Thanks for listening, buddy. We got to get out of
1: here. Back tomorrow for our work's done.
3: FM. Broadcasting at
4: 680 AM. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN at 92.9 ESPN.com and anywhere on the free Odyssey app. Memphis's sports station and podcast
3: leader. 92.9 FM ESPN. With summer savings at the Home Depot, we'll get your kitchen
1: clicking. With top brand appliances, like a new GE refrigerator with internal water dispenser for a crisp, cool glass of water every time. Or a GE oven with built-in air fryer for healthier, crispier options with no preheating. Plus, with convenient shopping in-store and online at the Home Depot. Your innovative new appliances are just a click away, too. Final days to save up to 30% on select appliances plus $300 off select refrigerators at the Home Depot ends June 7th. Pricing valid May 18th through June 7th, 2023. U.S. only. See store online for details.
4: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Protect your engine against sludge and wear with a synthetic oil change. O'Reilly Auto Parts has five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $35.95, plus get two times O rewards points. Our professional parts people can recommend the supplies you need, including a filter, funnel, shop towels, drain pan, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit
5: OReillyAuto.com.
4: Oh, 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 O'Reilly
5: Auto Parts. Zaxby's new Chicken Bacon Ranch Loaded Fries are a delicious combination of all your favorite ingredients. We start with a bed of perfectly seasoned crinkle fries. Then layer on crispy, hand-breaded, 12-hour marinated chicken. Savory, hardwood-smoked bacon. A drizzle of creamy, buttermilk ranch dressing. And finish it off with a shredded cheddar blend. Plenty to share. But why would you? Chicken. Bacon. Ranch. Loaded. Fries. Woo! Saucy! zaxby's isn't it nice to be in control introducing the new my plan from verizon with My Plan, you pick only the perks you want and you save on every one. So you're getting exactly what you want in your phone plan and only paying for what you need, all on Verizon's award winning 5G network. And for a limited time, when you bring your own phones to a Verizon store, you get My Plan for just $25 a line per month for four unlimited welcome lines with AutoPay, plus taxes and fees. Keep your current device and save. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get My Plan for an amazing deal. promo credit per phone applied over 36 months when you add four new smartphone lines with your own 4G, 5G smartphone on unlimited welcome. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. Unlimited welcome, $30 per line for four lines less $5 per line discount. Auto pay and paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G, 4G, LTE. For unlimited welcome plan, in times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Domestic data roaming at 2G speeds.
3: Okay, fellas, game's on the line. Let's get it right. Frank, you were closest. Was it fair or foul? Uh, I don't know. I was distracted. Distracted by what? Well, you know, it's a loud crowd. These lights are awful bright. I just won big on a
5: Tennessee lottery instant game, and again, the lighting here. Somebody ought to say something.
3: You've got new instant games? Yeah. Enough to share? Of course. Fair ball.
4: ball. Have a ball with new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
2: Whatever you do, don't buy an engagement ring or any piece of diamond jewelry until you discover the all-new Genesis Diamonds, opening very soon in Poplar Commons. Genesis Diamonds, no ordinary jewelry store. It's a global diamond powerhouse started by former diamond wholesalers with rock-bottom prices on exquisite hand-selected diamonds and a selection that's up to 30 times other stores. This is a game-changer for Memphis, the official jeweler of the Tennessee Titans has arrived with long overdue price relief. Genesis Diamonds guarantees to beat the price of any diamond you find at any other local jeweler. Period. Any size, any shape. Lab grown or natural diamonds. Plus at Genesis you have access to the most sought after ring designers in the world. Over 4,000 rings to choose from. All this plus a stunning showroom. Unbeatable warranties and guarantees. A no holds barred diamond education. No commission salespeople, And free service for life on any purchase. Genesis Diamonds. Opening very soon in Poplar Commons at Poplar and Perkins Extension. Genesis Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Tennessee Titans.